0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Sentimental Garbage, the podcast where we talk about the chicklet that made us who we are. My name is Caroline Dunhu, and I'm an author, a journalist, and an ambitious priest being terrorized by an elderly widow. Joining me is author, fellow Caroline, and Ashes of Roses gown, Caroline Kipnis.
1: Hi, Hi Caroline.
0: <laughs> so excited to have you here. Me too. In the, and I feel like the... Um, Stock for Carolines is plummeting at the moment. Caroline Calloway is not doing I know, wonders. Do, do,
2: for us. do you get that emotional response when you see like over and over your name in this negative, like yes. awful light of like that, that god like I didn't even write it's one of those scandals that I stayed away from because I was like, I don't have it in me this week to like <laughs> no, see to read about <laughs> my F. own name. Like, everywhere.
0: Yes. It's weird because like it's not an uncommon name. Like everyone's heard of Caroline, but right. it, it just doesn't come up that much yes you know what I mean it's like there's like Princess Caroline to Monaco and that's it right or you know? like I'm
2: from Massachusetts originally so the Red Sox there are a baseball team Sweet right. Caroline is their song so when I go home oh. it's like a good thing but I was in LA a few weeks ago in a Starbucks and the guy's like oh god you must hear the song Sweet Caroline sung to you every day and I'm like yeah and he's like yeah. how awful I'm like oh, it's a wonderful like what is happening like it's yeah Also,
0: Outcasts outcast have
2: a great it's a great name Mm -hmm.
0: this is actually something that comes up uh, people are flagging it with me on this podcast now because I'm always talking about um, Caroline's in literature who suck because there's just so many (laughs) yes it's always always, like a bitchy wife do you have a Caroline in literature that you despise
2: um wow yeah I feel like there are a few I think of uh, a maiden Manhattan the movie (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) Natasha Richardson I I name dropped her (laughs) in my book and and it kind of jumped out at me it's like oh god like it was like that rich bitch Caroline I'm like rich socialite but they are trying yes. to steal mm-hmm. some hard working woman's man, amen. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that we are seeing my die yes. in this.
2: And look at us, we're the nicest people. <laughs> we're we're s- not Carolyn's. I'm like, the Carolyn's are the bitches.
0: yeah, yes. they're the ones you have to watch out for. They're yes. the forced faced equestrian yes. women yes. who will just say something snide and then ride up. <laughs> right? <laughs> Carolines, mm-hmm. beautiful people, lines are good, yes. Yeah. Um, we're today we're talking about the thornbirds, which is it's taking me what six minutes of this podcast yes. to announce that. <laughs> um I am so excited that you're here to talk about it. We've been trying to set this up for a long time. Tell me how you came to the Thornbirds and what it means to you.
2: My mom... Gave it to me. Right. So it was also that insight into her because in that way I was I was a freshman in high school and I was like a very young freshman, right. like very inexperienced and I had my first job out mm-hmm. in the world that was a little scary. It was the off season on Cape Cod where I'm from. sure. So like an empty tourist town and it was an mm-hmm. ice cream shop down an alley and I was in there by myself so and the <laughs> owners yes, <laughs> gave me this machete and I'm, they are like just in case and I'm like I can't lift this. So it was all right. I was in this like dramatic and overactive imagination state yeah. where like no one would come in. So I start reading the Thornbirds in there and I'm reading it like why does my mom like this and getting so addicted to it and it's the most wonderful sense memory of working there and I would go lock the door because you know how it is with this yeah, book like yeah. the world does not exist and I would put the clothes sign up and then some family when I'd be like no like I'd be <laughs> sobbing and like you don't understand like me, right now I Maggie, Maggie has, has to me, like, marry it's, a yeah, rapist <laughs> yes like this is not the time for this <laughs> So yeah, the whole reading experience was like, uh, it was the combination of the book and the ex- and the experience yeah. and the being young and then looking at my mom in this new light like, what does this mean to her? Yes.
0: And also this, there's so much in this book about like looking at one's mother yes. and seeing the deep web of desire and hate. yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes so it must have been a real experience (laughs) I feel like my experience with this book is a little bit more like odd and cerebral in that like so I have an older sister who I name check on this podcast a lot because she gave me a lot of the most disturbing books that I've ever read (laughs) which is the role of older sisters and she started reading it and she was obsessed with it so she was always like I think I was too young probably Mm. to have read it at the time but she was always relating to me exactly what was happening oh gosh so (laughs) I felt like I was like in it with her and then I watched like bits of the TV series with her but then by to that I was too kind of young to understand either and then years later I read it but even that was an abridged version
2: Oh, so this time I didn't actually, know there was such a thing well there's a lot of extraneous details are there oh, ladies pictures on in their... it? Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, I love that I love that kind of book where it's like it's so in your face that it is the world yeah. and that's where you do cease to exist in the outside world because there, everything is even rereading it now like parts of it I'm like oh my god like this could have all been said in a page and thank god it wasn't right? I like that excess
0: yeah. oh there's so much there's so much of this book there's 700 pages mm-hmm. like seemingly about this one love story but But there's just so many bits and pieces just about like there would be bits about the mailman will yes. go on forever.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then and there's so many stories that could have like gone and then they don't and then, yeah. you know, it's like, But it's, I feel like that's part of the spirit too of all the stories that are not told or not oh. meant to be told. It's also inherently melodramatic. It
0: really is. and I just love a good intergenerational saga book. Yes. Have you ever had the courage to write one? So I think our, our religious you wrote most famously, You, which was turned into a fabulous Netflix drama. Mm. But um, you tend to write sort of a murdery thriller, Patricia Highsmith
2: type stuff. And yeah, in one perspective. So I did like early on, I had a lot of short stories Mm -hmm. and I did an embarrassing thing where I had that notion that like, these are actually a book. And if Mm, I put them all together and search and replace some names, then I've got myself an intergenerational novel. (laughs) And no, I (laughs) didn't, but I sure sent it out like I did. And I got the kindest feedback where I couldn't, like, people did read it, like agents, like seriously, and were like, I was a little confused at the end. I'm like, yes, you were, because what are they all doing on that boat? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. It must be the hardest
0: kind of book to write. Yeah,
2: but it's so fun to, I I mean, I loved, like, mapping it. I wanted, yes, it's such a, in theory. But yeah, how did she do this? Like, how... And did, like, this was clearly had to be plotting, not pantsing to a degree. But then you can feel the pantsing of just, like... Sorry,
0: plotting, not...
2: Oh, when you plan everything ahead versus, like, flying by the city of your pants. Oh,
0: plotting, not pantsing. I love... That's very Boston. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but I feel as though it is. Well,
2: pants, everyone here says trousers. Yeah. So there's... Yes. Yes. (laughs) Trousing is is different. Trousering. Trousering. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, I'm going to do um, a quick plot summary. Um, mm. Again, because this is just a sprawling thing and because it is about more than the relationship, but for the purposes of this, mm. we're going to yep. focus on the relationship. Okay. Um, the Thornbirds is an epic intergenerational saga that centers on the Cleary family. The Clearys are an Irish Catholic brood who moved from New Zealand to Australia at the beginning of the 20th century with their large family of sons and only daughter, Meggie. They work and live in Drogheda, a huge estate owned by Paddy Cleary's rich sister, Mary Carson. It is here the Cleary's meet father Ralph de Bricosat, <laughs> an ambitious young priest who is depending on Mary Carson's patronage to get him out of the outback. However, after Ralph forms a connection with young Maggie, Mary starts a war for Ralph's soul. That means him and Maggie are constantly unrequited. I don't know how good a job I did of summing up this book. There's so many weird dynamics.
2: Yes. It's I like that every single dynamic is weird and tainted. That's what I loved about it. Like it makes you look at every family and wonder like, you know, what's underneath that.
0: It is the most insane love triangle ever concocted because it's between a celibate Catholic priest, (laughs) a old woman, and a young
2: child. (laughs) Yep. Oh, it's so perfect for 2019 times. It
0: really is. (laughs) And like we're now in the time of the like post flea bag of like the the priest being an object of desire again. Right. People are all obsessed with Andrew Scott, but this was the OG priest lust. Right? Oh God, yes. Mm-hmm. So explain to us the, um, what you recall of that sort of the dynamic that gets this whole thing started, which is the Mary Carson, Maggie Cleary. I mean that pried Mar- for Ralph.
2: To bring yeah, us. like they're they're being this who's so evil. And yeah. has that controlling spirit. and But for me, it was that knowing that he'd already made this commitment. And that's what makes her so evil, that, yeah. like, she understands him. So when a woman in particular is an evil genius, <laughs> is there anything scarier so than a woman evil. who's smart and selfish? And then young Meggie, like, and just getting screwed over left and right. But also oh. the way that, again, it felt like he had that emotional impotence. And that's why he chose the Lord. Oh, the Lord. You know what I mean? Like... <sighs> It felt because that was what I know. I remember thinking, like, oh, no matter what, like, is she Mary Is awful, terrible, but he's also, you just want to smack him. I know. Like, he's married to the worst
0: bad wife of all. God. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, not like crazy about her him <laughs> yes, it's, it's so weird so
0: for our readers who don't maybe don't remember it or haven't read it or whatever so Mary Carson to me I picture her like Bunny from Sex and the City you know oh my Tray's God, yes. total mother total Bunny yes mm-hmm. Bunny so imagine Bunny mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so she um, is the sort of the widow who owns this huge huge 13 million pound estate um, and she fixates on Father Ralph who's this beautiful priest at the very beginning of the novel and she's like basically oh if you kind of stick by me and like very implicitly like if you fuck me Mm -hmm. I will leave you everything and he is like I am a priest and you are old and gross (laughs) (laughs) and then Horny bunny, horny bunny. Um, I don't like Mandarin food. Yes,
2: but, yes, I don't like Mandarin child. For listeners, that is a
0: that is a Sex and the City reference. We are not racist. We are yes, no. We are quoting bunny. Quoting bunny, and then. The, so then the Clearys show up, her sort of poor relations who she wants to take over Drahada after she dies, but it's still going to make them live on the outskirts of the property in like a shithole where they almost freeze to death. Yep. Um, and then, and so Meggy is like nine, and uh, Father Ralph, in what is like extremely groomy, but also tender, but also very groomy, mm. is like, oh, I love this child because she's the only daughter of this like very rough farming family like she's completely neglected nobody loves her and I
2: can't love a woman so I'm gonna kind of love this child in this really pure yeah. way again a story we would never get now you know like just never <laughs> you know a relatable it, story you, like that was romantic to me and sweet and I had like in, yeah. I feel like and then in high school I had teachers that were very much that way and then looking back I'm like oh I was in Thornbird's mindset too of like oh like older men can like love you in a way that is uh, it, it, like it's inherently uh, it has to be unrequited but it's so yeah. pure and beautiful and yeah, i'm like oh the thornbirds did a good job right <laughs> i so i talked with,
0: with my friend a lot of like chicken of the egg do you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. um i i there's so many books i have read that have this inherently like young young girl older man sort of protege relationship between this i actually recently read um fire and hemlock by Diana wynne Jones mm-hmm. which is a similar dynamic um and I, it makes me think like do I find this kind of thing kind of itchy and sort of sexy, and I want to look, read about it and look about it, and like the idea of a woman knowing someone as a child and then growing up into a woman and kind of ensnaring him? Why right. is that so interesting to me? Is it because literature tells me, or is it because there's something inside my brain that wants yeah, it? Yeah, and
2: I, I think it has to do with destiny too. That yeah. when we're, you know, we all are filled with those ideas about the one and the, the chemistry, kind of overriding everything in life. Yeah. So it is like it's it's kind of testing the theory that like if two people are meant to be together, theoretically. They could meet when she's three yeah. and he's you know twenty, which or is so which fucked is up. yeah, it's fucked up. But it's uh, but it also has that sweet destiny element to it, right? So yeah, that's where it didn't to me. Like when I like this felt pure to me in the sense that like oh like he he sees like it starts with a with a certain kind of love and yeah. evolves into another that can't be, but. <sighs> Why? It's a hard thing to rationalize. But, re- and but it feels romantic, like, it, that they were drawn together, even by her being, like, moved there, you know? It's like... Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like...
2: But also, it's weird because the
0: book is always rationalizing it as mm-hmm. well. Yep. There are some dynamics that are like, ah, and yes, what a natural thing to do. But, like, everyone in this book knows this dynamic is weird. Yep. And everyone's constantly being like, well, what's going on with the kid and the priest? Right. <laughs> Well, why
2: not, you know? And <laughs> even, like,
0: Father <laughs> Ralph de Bruxelles, I have to say it like that every time for some <laughs> reason. I can't ever say it normally. Um, even he's like, why do I feel this way about this child? Because there's even these bits where... Um, they go to school like in the city or whatever. Um, Meggie and her older brother Stuart, mm. and there's this really kind of a strange bit where he's like, He painted Maggie's room her favorite colors and got these beautiful like curtains. So every time she came to stay with him, she'd have the best things around her. Like, and Stuart's room, he left the same because Stuart was kind of an unavoidable thing. Yep,
2: but it's that he thinks she's special and he feels yeah. that when he's acting on it. I feel like it's part of it is the action of someone actually doing, you know doing romantic things like that. And yeah. as I use the word romantic, I'm like, ew, pinch. But, yeah, she's but nine. It is. He's 30. She's you know, nine. Right? Like. <laughs> yes. But it is romantic. Yeah. And also, when you think of his decision that he made, that that was a safe outlet for him in some way, like a safe way to show love to yeah. a woman. to a, No, not to a woman, to a girl. But to a female thing. <laughs> yes. You know? mm-hmm. Yes. To have a, a paternal sense of... Yeah, because like, all these things he's never going to have. Yeah, and especially if, like, that's why they give her all these awful brothers in this nightmarish existence, like, yeah. because here's this one man who understands her and, you know, and is curious. Oh, God, it all
0: sounds so awful when you I try know, to... but when you're in the world of <laughs> yes. the book, you're like, oh, she's... He's all she has. Yes. her Like, so it's, it's like, it's a very lonely book for women, this book. Right. Because it's such a... This is, like, Australia, the beginning of the 20th century. Like, you could... There's no harder life you can find yeah like and all the men in the book sort of and masculinity is really interesting in this book because like they all kind of rise to this challenge by becoming these weird independent things who only rely on each other who disappear into mm. the outback for days on their horses yep none of her brothers ever marry right can form connections with women it's just like them and the landscape but yes. that, that, that relationship can't exist for Maggie because her family life is like no
2: women stay indoors men go outside right and it's I feel like it was that heightened version like for me like uh, are you there? God is me, Margaret. Is yes, one of my we're favorites. actually we're doing that soon. Oh, you are okay. Yeah. But I, it was something I loved about that book too. When when there's that element of like I can't find out what I need to know, and I don't think I can get what I want. And I feel yeah. like, that's what this was for. Like, how could she understand anything about love, about men, when the, when they're all the, kind of the same, yeah. and there's no one for her to bond with, and then to bond with someone who she can't be with, who also can't have that experience. Oh. like it's just it's, it's just so painful, devastating.
0: It is devastating, mm-hmm. and it makes you believe in the sort of the drama and, and the romance. Yeah, and the Romeo thing.
2: and Juliet of it—that they cannot, yeah. you know—that like the, what, what makes love true is when it doesn't work. Uh, like I know that's—I feel like that's the. That. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, like, look at her marriage, you know? Like,
0: Oh, her marriage. Like,
2: I, I guess that's what I liked about it, because when you're a kid and you think, oh, I'm supposed to be excited about my wedding day, or like, yeah. dream of that. And I was always, like, more prone to drama. Like, I would, when I was alone in my bedroom, be like, and you get out, like, <laughs> <laughs> a fantasize about my divorce. Oh my and then, so this was perfect feast for me of, wow. like, see, there it is. Like, the marriage is, like, out of spite, out of, you know... Settling, like it's just all kind of corrupt and doomed. Yes. <laughs> so, while we're on the marriage, let's talk about the marriage. I know.
0: I feel like, I feel like we're so excited, we just keep raking past things, <laughs> right. but we'll come back to other yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, we're,
2: yeah, it's, I feel like this is how it's going to be because <laughs> it's just, it is the zigzag of,
0: of this book. Mm-hmm. It just takes you places. Um, so, Maggie, Ralph, okay, we should go back to Mary Carson actually, yep. because that's the only way we can lead into this. Back to um, Benny. So, she sort of notices that they have this connection because she is a spider and um, she writes a will on the eve of, like, her 75th birthday or whatever, she's basically about to euthanize herself. Right. Which is crazy and a baller move (laughs) in this case. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I'm ready to die. Dead. (laughs) Uh, And she writes two wills, one of which she's filed with her lawyer, where it's like, oh, the Clearies inherit everything, I think. And uh, Father Ralph gets nothing. The second she leaves with Ralph and he's like... Basically, you can only only read this after I'm dead, and like you have to decide whether you're going to show them this will or not. Which is, they leave everything to the Catholic Church, um, under the stewardship of Father Ralph, only under the conditions that he is elevated very high in the church, yep. and the Clearies get to live on the land and they make a decent money, and it's this perfect thing of like, in the, and Father Ralph says it himself, where he's like. Um, if they were throwing the Clearies out on, if she was cl- throwing the Clearies oh, out oh that evil
2: genius mm-hmm. yeah
0: if she was throwing them out into the street it would be an easy decision but mm-hmm. because the, like all he wants in life is to like elevate is A Maggie and B to like escalate through the Vatican Church yep. for some reason, and um, and he has to make a decision, and he decides to turn in the second will and become the most powerful man in the Roman Catholic Church. Save the priest,
2: and you know that that was an easy decision for him too, and that was like that's yeah. her that's her understanding of him, like yeah. that at the at the end of the day, like he was there was no real decision, like yeah. it, because of that aspect of the family, like that's where it was like she is a special kind of manipulative creature, oh, like <laughs> to, to understand that it's, about the it's family it's such
0: perfect even as a novelist it's perfect plotting though isn't Oh yes, it mm-hmm. because it's melodramatic because doing anything with a will is melodramatic oh yes right? mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yes. the most high drama <laughs> document there will ever be mm-hmm. but to have it so like it's not it's not like oh misery or joy it's like they're both horrible options you right know? yep and she's for precluding him ever leaving the priesthood to be with Maggie. Yeah, and
2: then like, and kind of just to drive home that idea that what you, every commitment you make in life eventually like kind of dries out and becomes obligation, but it's like in your blood. That's what I remember like that breaking my heart that like, oh, he, come on, just love her like you love Maggie, you love Maggie, but like, no, he's like, it's it's a part of him and that Uh. Mary knew that.
0: Yeah, but it no, wasn't Mary, like when he, you know,
2: there was all the like the 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 dreaminess of that commitment was all yeah. kind of gone. Because
0: yeah. at this point, as well, and as well, she waits until Maggie's
2: eighteen. Yep, like she's literally so. This, I sh- mean, you got to give props. Like, props to Mary Carson,
0: yes, yes. Mary Bunny Carson, <laughs> and
2: to, and then the drama that she's not even going to live to see like how it no. plays out. Like that kind of faith in yourself, that kind of baller move confidence, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna go to my Mm death knowing I'm going to hell. She is a religious woman and she believes in hell and she knows she's going there. Oh yes. She's like And I think
2: she'll do well there. She's probably running it by now. Ah, She's running hell, man. Her and Bunny McDougal are running (laughs) hell.
0: (laughs) Um and and then this so then like her and Ralph have like this kind of kiss on that night, and then the next day Mary dies and Ralph disappears in the narrative to go and pursue
2: the church. Maggie's and what an association built by that right the the i like the link between like the kiss and the death and the will. Yes. Like, all of that together Kisses those make are the death. <laughs> yes like that's that plotting that like oh my god that man like how could he not forever associate those two things uh,
0: like, oh it's just so it's genius. Just such <laughs> good melodrama yes. i read somewhere that i'm um, greer called this the best bad book i've ever read <laughs> and it really is like it's high <laughs> art but very bad yes <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh Yeah and so then So Ralph goes away Immediately And then Meggie Is just like Well fuck this What am I gonna do She kind of marries The first person She sets eyes on really Who's this guy called Luke O'Neill Oh, and he's the worst, <laughs> and he seems quite handsome at the beginning, but they always do.
2: Oh, they do. That's that's their specialty. Yeah. The Tell Luke's me about the Luke s- O'Neill.
0: S- Tell me about your reactions
2: to him. Like, what? An, like, yeah, like an uh, an honest look at what a lot of marriages are like. That's what I thought of. Like, I don't want to. How do I say this without? Well, you know, when you're a kid and you're out in the world and you see yeah. other people, you see families. And on the surface, it's like, oh, they live together. They're a family. They're great. And it's like, they don't seem happy. So it was like, I feel like it was the first book I read that really like, and that was showcased the origin story, not being, well, we fell in love and we're still in love and now we have our family. It was like, man, this is how people, certain parents get to be that way. Right. You know? So it's like, and what's interesting as well is because they're both
0: young, beautiful people. Right. Who meet in quite a dashing way on a round. They're both on horseback and it's very like, like. yeah, so
2: that can never be. And I like that cynicism, too, that like if people are so caught up, like if we're focused on their looks, then it's that, you know, then something's a little bit off inside the way that like. You know, the sex is not exactly oh, <laughs> wonderful,
0: to say the least. So they get married, yes. and it's this very, like, sad wedding. And she won't have, she won't let Ralph know about it because she doesn't want him to conduct the wedding because she's mad at him for choosing Jesus over her, which is fair. I mean, yeah,
2: so, <laughs> that jerk. Yeah.
0: They had this, like, sad wedding. He, like, Maggie has inherited, like, 2,000 pounds, which he basically takes from her. And he says, hey, we're going to leave everyone you know now, and we're going to go to some random place. I can't even remember where they go, but I'm going to cut sugar cane for years, <laughs> fuck you twice, yep. <laughs> and then like put you in like to be a maid in this elderly coupled house and like make sure that you have the worst
2: life ever. It's awful. And that she's that's what she's drawn to because I feel like if you've decided that you love someone and that yeah. that's, you know, that's what's for you and you can't have it, of course you're going to be drawn to like someone absolutely horrible.
0: Horrible. Because, what you're, you're, like you, because
2: your brain has kind of decided, like, never mind your heart, but your brain is like, oh, like, true love cannot be, so let's find... Let's punish people. myself forever. Yes. Yes. yes, let's prove it. Let's, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Want to be, like, she definitely wants to be right about that, you know? Oh, wow. I think I never thought of it that level.
0: way. That's very smart. You're very um, good.
2: I think about this crap a lot, I do.
0: <laughs> yes, she wants it, yeah. Because, like... Because then there's her parents. So her parents have like mm-hmm. an, an identical story where her mother fell in love with a politician who was already married, had a baby by him yep. and then was like kicked off of her rich family and then had to go marry Paddy Cleary who's a lovely man yep. but was never quite... It was always like this very empty shell of a woman because she never got what she wanted so right. she just picks at this lovely man for yeah. years. Yeah, and
2: then she grows up with that idea that all relationships that are that are existing are because of some element of default. That everyone yeah. secretly loves someone else or secretly wanted someone else, and then in life, yes. but you have to pair off, you have to be in the foxhole with someone. So i feel like she un- learned that lesson. Plus, to meet him, you know, to have yeah. Ralph and not be with him, it's like what—that's a storm. There was no possible way oh. for her to overcome that, and it's
0: yeah, it's also like these char- this character who's already—it's weird to have a heroine who is like beautiful and spunky, mm-hmm. but is also totally resigned to the fact that life is hard and yes. no one has a good time. Yes, you're like, honey,
2: you're pretty. Like, go out. Like, yeah. just <laughs> go to go see. Yeah, like it's not that hard, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: for you, you know. Come on, you're rich, you're pretty, but you're. You just want to make life as hard and for you. Isn't
2: that part of what's so interesting about it? Because I feel like when they talk about the beauty, it's one of those things as a kid that like surprises me looking back. That I was like, oh, I was so reading, rooting for her and loved her because I thought, well, those girls at school would be like that. Wasn't necessarily rooting for them. Yeah. yeah. But in that fictional universe of like, oh, we all identify with a beautiful, oh, the princess. beautiful girl yes. with the with the Titian hair and beautiful. the gray eyes. Yes. I'm like, what? And like,
0: <laughs> we're being like, what is Titian <laughs> for so <laughs> so much of my young reading life? is, what is this? Right.
1: Let's get this dinner party started. What does Titian
0: mean? Oh, God. And, okay, so then... God, we're just whizzing through, like, hundreds of pages of plot as we speak here. <laughs> um, then her, like... Thank God, because her landlady at, like, her job as a maid in this house where Luke abandons her... Is like she
2: has a baby called Justine, which is mm. the most Australian oh, thing to call your baby. Yes, it is just, Justine and Deb. and who's also just kind of the worst. Like that was something else I liked about it. Yeah, the, you know, like uh, that. Oh, to make a woman and just have her be like a, another, not like Mary bad, but just like yeah. ugh, bad. Like yeah, just, ugh, from yeah. A, from childhood on. Like I like that kind of like Justine's just that a, hopelessness, a shitty baby, and mm-hmm. Maggie doesn't yes. like her. <laughs> you know, like when someone has a good baby, like you're allowed to say when you when someone has a baby, like oh, like oh, yeah. they're sleeping. Oh, you got to. Good one. Good, but when someone has a shit baby, like oh. it's that awkward silence of like, "Oh, good luck with that." And it's like that's a <laughs> shitty baby, uh, and it's yeah, it's part of the melodrama. Do you know, like, her
0: relationship with Maggie, relationships with her two children, Justine and Dane, mm-hmm. is you know that gift of, of right to development of Lucille, which is mm-hmm. like, I never, I love all my children equally. Yes. I never did care for Job. <laughs> yeah, it's like I never did care for Justine.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's another chicken or egg. Like, was that kid born unlovable because born out of like you know an absence of love? Yes, or did or did she become that way because she wasn't loved and she wasn't wanted? And yeah, you know, well, I, I really feel bad for Justine. Though. I know, I do. But then when she becomes annoying in life, yeah. it's like, yeah. I she mean, it does book become life. Yeah. hella
0: annoying. Yeah,
2: yes.
0: I think it's yeah. So we go from yeah. Oh my God, So we haven't even gotten to the yeah. yeah. My head's that's, exploding. Let's park Justine <laughs> for okay. a minute. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right, you sit over there. Like, so, I mean, that's Justine's whole life. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Am I right? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, me too.
2: (laughs) I feel like they're all sitting out there. Like it's nice. It is nice. (laughs) We're conjuring them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So um, her her
0: boss at her job is like, girl, like you need to like wash that man right out of your hair. I am going to pay for you to go on holidays. I'm going to take your baby. You're going to Matlock Island, which is like cozy little beach island yes. where she goes and just hangs out for a week and like,
2: or for a few weeks, I think. It's just a place to be beautiful. A place to be beautiful. <laughs> yes. where she
0: just swans around naked and goes swimming every day in her little cottage. And it's oh, it's so good. It's so interior is porn as well. Mm. And um, while she's there, she learns to be a person. She's like like on her own, on her own terms for the first time ever. And she's just like, you know what, I'm I'm real mad at that Father Ralph because he basically, like, manipulated me into loving him from the age of nine
2: and ruined my life. And fuck that guy. And on day 10, he shows up. <laughs> yep. And that's because they know, like, that's one of the best aspects of the book. I feel yeah. like men feel those things. I
0: feel like they do. Mm-hmm. That's true, though. Yep. Like, the minute you're over a dude and then just like, oh, there he is.
2: Yeah. When they talk about women intuition so much, I'm like, I, well, I think the difference is that we know that we have it and we're in touch with that. But with yeah. men, they don't necessarily overall aren't as aware of it, but they just act on it. Yeah. So they do have it. But let's not let them know.
0: <laughs> That's a real thing in this book of like, there's yeah. like lots of like women characters being like, Ugh, men don't know what they want. Right.
2: <laughs> and like, yet, no, well, they do. <laughs> they're getting it, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so Father Rav shows up. And it's so uh, good. Cause, yes, I Because uh, Because she's just like furious at him, but also loves him. And she's just like, Do you want a tea? And <laughs> <laughs> that's my Australian accent. <laughs> but, Miggy, do you want a tea? <laughs> and she's like, Boils the kettle. And then they're just like staring at each other. And then they just get off with each other. And then it's just a blur of sex, of like, Oh, not, is it? Not very well-written sex, I have to say, but, like, you're waiting for it for so long that you're like, oh, I'll take anything. You know? Oh, yes.
2: It's like pizza. You know, it's yeah. there. It's, it's late. It's cold. It's not the best, but, like, you, you eat it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And then they spend, like, four or five days just in this cottage, like, f- banging and swimming. <laughs> yes. And we see almost none of it, you know? It's very like Wuthering Heights, you know, when we never really see Kathy and mm. he live together. We just know they are together. That's a good
2: point, yes.
0: So it's like we never get to... And spend... after all of
2: this explicit, you know, like detail and all these yeah. pages, it's an interesting choice.
0: It's an interesting choice to kind of... It's almost like she wants to give them their privacy. <laughs> yes. yes. Or like she can't like imagine what two people do when they're in love with each other because Colleen McCullough, not a nice lady. I did no. some research.
2: I Yeah, oh, so I, I what a. I mean, wow, to read about her. What an awful thing, yeah. But she, okay,
0: we'll... so she was a... Brain doctor (laughs) Of course She she was like a proper Like she had a really Horrible upbringing Similar to Meggie's Quite neglectful parents In the outback And Then she went to Yale To be a brain doctor Right And then one of her her colleagues Got rich writing love story And then she was like Oh (laughs) Just write like a a Failed Tragic love story Money And then that happened And then she was resentful Of her success forever And she she
2: was just a real a real bitch. She, yes. Mm-hmm. Makes it like Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She really
0: became Mary. I think she that, hated the
2: TV show. <laughs> yep. Just, I think that's why she was probably so good with Mary. Like, because that yeah. was in her. And maybe, okay, so yeah, go, like that explains also why she can't write that part of the book that is like this ultimate consummate bit you're waiting Cause for. Because to, to write that and have that be in vivid detail would be to believe in it. And it's like ultimately yeah. she doesn't really believe in it because we don't. She doesn't. Yeah. It's, an, it's like that feels like it's like a plot point. Not a you know it ain't James Joyce, you know, of like it's yeah. not that like swooning like, oh my god. It's just like Yep. I know <laughs> They're getting it's what they so want. Yeah, weird. For all of that florid language, like all the drama and the build up. And yeah. So yeah, it makes so sense weird. that she, the she writes the dark in more detail than the And it's, the such, love. A,
0: it's such a it's to fuck you to your audience oh, sure yes. to sort of be like 350 pages of will they won't they and then they do and it's and, kind of like two pages yes. and you're like, how dare you because mean, mean lady <laughs> he's a mean lady ugh, Trying to, then, oh i do marry mary yeah ugh, and then like um roth has to go back to rome and but she's already got his baby yep which is weird because there's this whole thing in this book with, like, women taking babies from men. Yes. And that's very much the language. It's kind of like the reverse... You know how, like, generally the language around women being, like, impregnated is like, oh, and he had her and he Mm -mm. put his thing in her and (laughs) the seed, (laughs) how it grew. Planted, yes, she's the field and now... But the language around pregnancy in this book is like, I snatched the seed and now (laughs) it's mine.
2: (laughs) And that's insight into her, like, maybe the the neurological part of her outlook on life that, like, that's what women do. They steal, you know, they chicken them, get that baby... Yeah, and like, and, and there's
0: this point where her um, Maggie and her mother are having this conversation about how they both like stole babies from the men they loved best, and it was like, "Ha ha, he wants to go off and love God, but <laughs> yeah. I have his baby, so yeah. jokes on him."
2: Yes, and then the baby is such a token and such a game piece and a chess piece and all yeah. of that, and that's what I think that's the other layer of it that I love that like the the, the comfort she has with this like like the meaning of yeah. the baby and not the love of the baby or like the yeah. it's not like oh. Oh, he's in here. It's like, ha, yeah, it's that last yeah. act, like, finger snap. Yeah, and <laughs> there's lots
0: of people being like, fuck you, God. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? You think you can steal Ralph from me, but I've stolen a baby from him. It's like she's doing a pact with the fairy queen or something. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
2: Well, when you have a love triangle with God, like, that's the way it goes. You know? <laughs> and then when you think, yeah, that, oh, the God of it all. Like, well, if you believe in God and think that God has something to do with making the baby, then it's yeah. like, well, God blessed this baby or, like, allowed this baby so what do you make of that? And that's
0: kind of the lingo around it because it's and very much
2: like Dane's the best baby there ever Oh, was. I know. Yes, And that makes you feel bad for, you know, a little old in the corner, just But at the same time, like, everyone born out of tragedy is like more special.
0: Yeah, I wish I was born out of tragedy.
2: <laughs> I know, I wasn't either. But here we are. Here we are. Just... We can dream. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my mother's father was a teacher. Yeah. And he, my, my grandmother was a student. And he, oh. she was his second wife. Hello. Yes, it was a thing where like he had not had her. You know, like she was a student in his class, and then sometime later. Oh, I know. Creepy. A second, she was a second love wife. It. Yes.
0: <laughs> I just I would love to know why I, I I can never be fully disgusted by these
2: stories. I'm just like ooh. I know. Me neither. <laughs> I because they're they're intriguing. It's yeah. like it also I guess if someone had to work for something or sweat over it, it's like it has a little more weight yeah. to it. you know. Yeah as opposed to like a New York Times, look, they met, you know, when they were both overseas and, they, ooh, and he was available and she had just broken up and look at them now, like, eh. Yeah. Too
0: easy. Something about something about the ill-fated, like, what are we gonna do? Yes. Yes.
2: You know, what are we gonna do yes. about our love? <laughs> it's addictive, I love it. And yeah, and it gives the love that, like, that overblown sense of meaning. Yeah, The way, all there's something also eternally, like, youthful about it, a feeling like when you're in love and you've never, and you've never, experienced it before and it does yeah. feel like I'm the first person like everyone uh, I'll tell you what love is like to me that's what the book was of like this announcement like her self-importance yeah and that he kind of bestows on her by paying attention to her and loving her was an was an interesting lesson to learn from this book oh. that like through it's like terminal uniqueness mm-hmm. yes as we yes, will yes, learn like about that. in therapy terminal
0: <laughs> uniqueness <yes. laughs> It's like I'm so special; no one can love me <laughs> yes. except that I that I'm gonna God's end up on friend. a beach
2: naked, being beautiful alone. Yes, oh. that's how special I am. <laughs> that's how special she is.
0: <laughs> and then the rest of her, like basically, they have this one weekend, and I think they have this other weekend later on as well, from what I recall. Right? Yeah. Where he like he, he periodically shows up in drama for a bang.
2: Right. And Which, then... when you look back on, like, what like was that really? I mean, I guess he's got all that money, but it does feel extreme. That's part right. of the drama of like how far away it is. Like it yeah. doesn't. Like yeah. really, yeah. Like they, these people don't see each other for like twenty years yes. at a time, and they don't have Facebook. And I guess I love that. Dra- yeah. I like that confirmation when he returns that, like he, uh, that fe- that emotional feeling, because it it's the only way to know. Okay, someone was really thinking about me, and someone uh. did miss me. And I feel like that's where we live in the worst time. Yeah. Because you know, we don't get that the drama of separation. We, of someone distance. just arriving at the
0: door after twenty years. Yeah. Like first has got to be like a Facebook messenger. Hey, are you right, the yes, Caroline I went yeah. to school with? Yeah. I always liked you. Yes. <laughs> No one, no one. I like that accent, too. (laughs) That's my, like... Like,
2: what was that? (laughs) That
0: is the voice I give everyone on the internet who gets in touch with you
2: after a long time. I like that. Hello! (laughs) It's a monotone of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like series reading it or something, you know? (laughs) Ah. Mm. How do you feel about the final third of this book? Or not even third, like quarter, I'd say, of just when it's just the kids doing stuff
2: not as I mean okay. not as good I feel like you know what but uh, but the older I get the more I'm like it's hard to end a book and this is a it really is good hard. example of it like yeah. because I understood like the need for that part but it's the letdown like the final third it was just a letdown for me yeah because it's like they're just not as interesting and then like you know the tra- like the de- like it's just there's a difference between dark that like you know is going to lead to light and like that yeah. final, fin- final darkness like okay like death and you Dane know just yeah, Dane just died. yeah like yes drowns. that I remember being like alright like come on can we get back to like the hope like yeah. the pain with the hope mixed in
0: yeah and it's it's just very much like oh this this was, woman
2: has had everything taken from her right like, even down yeah like it was I, to, for me it was enough with him like wanting to join the priesthood didn't right? need to kill him on top. Like that's overkill. Which I like. It's yeah. it's in keeping with the world of the book. But yeah, there's not like the beginning of it is yeah. I, is what like what won me over. I guess like what was right? enchanting. And I then feel like most people's memories
0: of the final bit of this book are like, oh, I don't know. And she goes to London. Yeah, I right. Guess. Yeah. Because
2: it's, yeah, it's it's there as filler. And then but then when the more you write the more I'm like, okay, like, it's not easy when you get to that end.
0: It's it's, very true. Yeah.
2: And and it's like that paradox where it's the hardest part, it's the part we're all the most critical of, because there's that emotion mixed in with, like, this world is ending, because that's what I remember, like, realizing this book is going to end. Like, no, 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 I live in this world, I live in this world. So you're already primed to be critical and devastated, and then – what happens doesn't live up and to your expectations so it's the one-two punch
0: oh, and it's weird as well because I think this happens with me with all of generational books where because how they generally tend to go the sort of arc of a generational book is that um, it starts off and everyone's shit poor mm-hmm. and by the end people are like pretty well off mm-hmm. and so I'm just like reading about like Justine flying to Athens and I'm like fuck you Justine <laughs> yes. your mother had to shit outside when yes. she was your age <laughs> yes <laughs> your mother had no one to describe what periods were because they were too busy
2: right and I Think and and it does circle back to that like though when those babies are used as props and game pieces it's hard to care about them as adult characters because I was everyone reads it as in it we're in it for Maggie Mm -hmm. so I remember like uh, being thrown. By like oh we're supposed to treat Justine like she counts like she doesn't know, count. like Christine she was never supposed count. to grow up like she's a prop baby like you know in the move when they have like I a fake know. baby it's like we just
0: needed her for and you can tell to some good
2: conversations oh and, uh, you
0: know, like, tot- and you can tell that McCullough is doing that as well because she keeps showing more believe attributes as Justine she keeps giving her these exciting things like she makes her a famous actress yeah she makes like this like famous guy in like the German government fall yes. in love with her yes. it's very weird. and
2: you could make her do anything and it would still be like she's just yeah. Justine she's just not Meggie. like it's just not <laughs> we just. Don't don't care. Uh-huh. It's
0: just, <laughs> just Justine. Mm-hmm. It's just it <laughs> it's is. In the name man. Yes. <laughs> um Just Justine. I was reading some like criticism of this book that I I'm amazed it didn't occur to me when I was rereading it, which is that um it is amazing that somebody wrote like a book that spans like 70 years or whatever set in Australia in the 20th century and to not mention the aboriginal population at all. Like it yeah. just it's like white like yes
2: mm-hmm. it's mad that
0: it never comes up right yeah
2: and in keeping with her like I feel like the more you read about her and her personality you wonder if yeah. that was a little maybe intentional or like just yeah. part of her like I don't know controlling issues of like I'll just pretend that part of this doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like even Jermaine Greer called it like literary genocide. I was like, mm-hmm. well, she kind of has a point, point. and she was like, why well, should this really be a modern classic when it's like completely ignores like the people who had to like die or be kicked off the land for Drahada to even exist? This place, right. this, this geographical like location? how about that we tragedy? All, yeah, we all love yeah. And it is amazing how even they spend like all these male characters spend so long in the bush, and they just come up across across nature and nothing else. That is true. Yes. What do you think of those brothers? Because whenever they come up, I just skip.
2: Yeah, because they were another, like, game pieces. Like, again, like I le- that was part of what drew me in was her, oh, you yeah. know, having these brothers and, like, being the only girl. It's, again, that, that special only girl in the world, yeah. you know. That, that, and she is the only like, girl all, in the world. Right, like, yeah. all the songs are written for that feeling of, like, oh, what if you were the only girl on an island of boys, but you're they're all your <laughs> brothers? I feel like that was the beginning of, like, yeah. the tragedy of, like, oh, all these boys that are uh, basically of no use to her and they're all kind of interchangeable. And, yeah, yeah none of them are ever going to get married. Like, they're just kind of there. Yeah. So it was also hard. Yeah, you want to skip those parts because they don't really land because they were – it's just Maggie world right and on it in some like I feel like it could be 200 pages shorter if there was more comfort with that and going to the narcissism of that which would also make sense of the cultural exclusions you know what I mean like if it was just more like all right screw everyone it's just Maggie let's not pretend that anyone else is a full-blown character weird, where we're gonna get into part of their story but just because it's a family saga it is but it isn't it's not like yeah. a Michael Cunningham book where you're you know you're invested in every character over many years yeah because you're with not them. you're invested yeah, no. in
0: yeah. like Maggie and maybe her mom and yeah. Ralph obviously yeah but even well I, and Mary yeah I, 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 <laughs> the women the yeah. women and the priest who can't have sex yeah yeah <laughs> but um, makes a good baby yeah. makes a good good baby but even his things when he's alone like whenever it's in Rome with, I'm just like those skip. bits yeah, yeah. Even,
2: yes just no because no. it is a like, seven nice page try, book I but guess, you can with,
0: skip lots of it yes, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> big uh, reveal at the end we don't know the whole book yes yeah. <laughs> because yeah like it didn't it's just there's no comparison and it's almost no. like if she wrote that now I feel like there would be that time apart where it would, where the editor would be like you know Maybe some of this can go. Yeah. Because we'll lean into this, like... It's
0: amazing that this was, like, her second book only. That Right. Like, so, and her first book wasn't even very successful. Like, that her editors, like, were they just, like, not as, like, careless back you then? You know,
2: on some level, I'm like, think about all that paper, all that handwork. That is what fascinates me about, you yeah. know, older times that I'm like, I mean, I write on my phone a lot. Like, a, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you can delete and erase so easily. Can you imagine being that editor and getting this? And then having to think about a conversation about it um, with all those pages and all of that mapping, I, yeah. So I understand where it would just be like, no, everyone can they'll they'll know to skip,
0: yeah. People know. Reward the reader. It's intuitive. <laughs> it is. Um, what's your relationship to the TV series?
2: I saw it, and I, you know, it was hurt my feelings a little bit because she's just so pretty and you know, you read a book yeah. like this and, and you cast yourself in it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one's ever told me we look like each other. But in your head. <laughs> yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Yes, Perfect. but without even yeah. knowing it. Oh, that's like that's me. <laughs> that's me. It so it was I, like, Maggie. wait, they're doing this all wrong. Like, that's not her. <laughs> but I mean, I liked it. And him, I mean, he was just phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, he's so like golden and I feel like every time they shot him, he was just oh my God. beautiful and bathed very in the like golden Brad light. Very like in Legends of the Fall. Just yes. Just like birds come out every time he's on screen.
0: If you were like (laughs) recast redoing it today, do you think first of all, two prong question. Mm. Do you think it would work? Because do you think people have enough um understanding of like a priest's role in society?
2: Yeah, I mean I I think I don't think right now, just because of where we are right now with, with, you know, with all of the, we're in, like, the darkest time with all of that to me, where it's all been exposed. Like, it's been exposed for so long, but I feel like we're, like. Scar tissue has not formed yet. Yeah, no. And it's, like, and it also would, I'm sure someone would feel like, oh, they're choosing to, like, romanticize a priest right now. And also yeah. because it's a heterosexual relationship and we think of them as molesting little
0: boys. And because they met when she was so young. Yeah, yeah so yeah. It would, to
2: me there would be a stigma. It would be a whole thing. Like I still think it's it a beautiful story. It would be like think piece Central. It would it? be, oh my God, there would be Think Pieces and then they're, ugh, I hate Oh, like,
0: it would, be, it would yes. suck. But it even really so, would. Who would you
2: cast? <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> it would suck bad, but who would you cast? Yeah. like if we could get in the time machine, a young Jennifer Grey. Because that's kind of how I picture oh, of Dirty Dancing, Jennifer Grey. Beautiful. Like, before Excellent Nose Job had choice. that. Yeah. She has that, like, I guess that's what I, like, had projected onto her of that, like, mm. not even, no matter how much there was about the beauty of feeling, like, it was more about her quirkiness. Kind of a cultishness. To yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: hmm That's a good one.
2: And as long as, and a, yeah, so a, a Dirty Dancing. I mean, Patrick Swayze yeah. had that. Because you would need someone who has that ethereal quality. Yes. And that, and God, that you would believe that they were going to the priesthood. And I feel like there are a lot of mm. actors that I love, but... Chris you, Pratt ain't joining no priesthood. You know I what I mean?
0: Like you yeah, couldn't like, just throw in one of the Chris's, could you? <laughs> right, yes, you absolutely could not. Like
2: Ryan Chris Pine, perhaps. Chris, I was gonna say Chris Pine. Pine, pine is the most yep. yes, of the Pine. I would of the kind the of believe that. Yes, and uh, um, you know Ryan Gosling.
0: Oh, I could see him doing mm-hmm. that. Yes. yes, he has that
2: self-sacrifice. I bet they would age
0: up Maggie so she was like fifteen when they met. Oh of course. And then it would
2: be different too because she would be too self aware. Yeah. And that would be part of the problem. Like I liked I just like that that being born into something. Mm-hmm. Down to the you know, the brothers, the isolation. It goes back to that are you there, God. It's yeah. when you're full of these questions and you don't know anything. And like uh. and even though there's some isn't there a part in there where they talk about the books in the house, like there's no way for her to know anything about sex, about yeah. body parts, because no one talks it. It's like that when you're in this like enmeshed in this mystery where you're completely uneducated. And you know, it's the eyelash batting of it, all of this, yes. which I feel like would play terribly in our world right now. Yes. Oh,
0: so badly. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I, I kind of <laughs> love the garbage fire of it. Though. I know. When <laughs> yes, oh, there's definitely going to be like a Greta Gerwig's Thornbirds. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I look forward to that. And maybe
2: they, they, she could be 12, maybe that would be like a happy so medium. we negotiating
0: what's yes. like a yes. still a child, but
2: mm-hmm. not too perverted, right? Like, just get that first period you know and there yes down. <laughs>
0: what a weird place to end this podcast. I know. As soon as that
2: was out of my mouth I'm <laughs> like i end it
0: there. Instead <laughs> yeah. you're going to tell me about your incredible work and you've got a, a new book that's quite different to your previous stuff. You're kind of edging into the supernatural which I'm very excited for Yeah, a so little twist that. of it.
2: It's one of those unrequited love stories. It <sighs> was part of my like I wrote it when I was in my to me the craziest mentally craziest year of my life which was mm. 38, 39 mm-hmm. and hyper analyzing everything whereas to me turning 30 was like a lighthearted blast of like where should I have the party? <laughs> and turning 40 for whatever reason I'd had friends go through it who had told me but it's kind of you know you're like oh I'll be different yeah. and it was this quiet internal like taking stock, retracing every step, like thinking about everything. I joined a gym. I became a gym person. I have recently joined a gym. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. I'm turning 30 this year. Oh, like, yeah. so, yep, that's how it yeah, works. That's yeah. how it works. You turn a yeah. whole age and then 31. Oh, I haven't been there in 10 months. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a, it's a love story about kids that get separated and they're kind of in their identity. The best part of themselves, they can only reach through being together, but then they have to like figure out how to be good on their own and they're not so good at it. Oh. Um. Yes. So it's yeah, it's it's not unthornbirdzy. <laughs> oh, and then my first two books are *You* and *Hidden Bodies*, and yeah. *You* is the Netflix series. And I just finished writing a third Joe book.
0: Oh wow! Yes.
2: And he's another one who never quite gets what he wants. I mean,
0: <laughs> uh, love it, yes. loving your work, and mm-hmm. loving meeting you today. You too. This is been... so long in the making. I'm so happy. Right? This yes. is like the most fun I've ever had with a total stranger. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Without paying. <for> <laughs>
0: This has been Sentimental Garbage and I've been Karen O'Donoghue. You can follow me on Twitter at ZaraLine that's C-Z-A-R-O-L-I-N-E or email me by the podcast at ZaraLineO'Donoghue at gmail.com This has been the Justice for Dumb Women podcast thanks to Harry Harris for the jingle Gavin Day for the logo and Acast for the recording space.